Good morning. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in today. February 1st, on this Tuesday edition of the Conservative Crusader. And we know that Justice Breyer is stepping down from the Supreme Court to give Biden a chance to keep that 6-3 majority, or to give Biden a chance to not have a 7-2 when we take back the White House in 2024, but to have more of a chance of flip votes and be 6-3 conservative liberal. And one of the women on Biden's shortlist, because it has to be a black woman, because the most important thing in the world to the Democratic Party is race and gender, once startled the court's justices with her aggressive position on the pla- against the plaintiff in a religious liberty case. Leonandra Kruger, now a justice on California's highest court, argued on behalf of the Obama administration in the Hosanna Tabor uh, Evangelical Evangelical Lutheran Church and School versus EEOC, which involved whether religious organizations had to abide by anti-discrimination laws when choosing religious leaders. The position that Kruger staked out as a litigant in Hosanna Tabor against the ministerial exception, one that even Justice Kagan described as amazing during oral argument, suggests that she could be hostile to religious liberty if she were appointed. Judicial Crisis Network President Carrie Severin Severino told Fox News Digital in a Monday statement. Given that Hosanna Tabor was unanimously decided such a position would shift the court's liberal wing wing even further to the left, which of course is the desire of the liberal dark money groups to spend $1.5 billion in 2020 to help elect President Biden and Senate Democrats. If a religious group like a I don't I'm not Jewish, but I know rabbis are usually male. If there was a requirement, and I don't know a lot about Jewish laws, I'm just using this as, as what I know. If Jewish law states that a rabbi has to be a male, I'm Googling it to make sure I'm right. Okay, women women can be rabbis, but so that's not a good argument. But what I'm trying to say is if a, if a leadership position in a church, church has to be held by a specific gender, by a male or a woman, based on that religion, the court should not infringe on that liberty and should not stop them from choosing who they think is best fit for their religion. And that's basically what she's saying. She's saying that the court should be able to basically tell you who you can hire. The Obama administration's argument, Chief Justice Roberts wrote, which gives special solitude to the rights of religious organizations... But not standing up for the rights of religious organizations, and this is me now, not not an opinion, but this is me, my opinion. Not giving the right of the religious organization to have complete and total control over their religion is dangerous. And this justice, or this judge, possibly being appointed, not standing up for religious liberty, is very dam- is very damaging to the court and very scary. And that's the problem 
is that there isn't a a qualification list for the Biden administration's appointees. There is not something that's saying you have to have this, this, and this to be appointed to the court. The only this, this, and this is you have to be black and you have to be a woman. And so the Biden regime could very well appoint someone unqualified and unable to truly serve on the court and work in the interest of the American people and the interest of the Constitution because they're more focused on those qualifications. If a white man is more qualified for a job than a black woman, I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying if, if they are, based on qualifications, if you have candidate A, who is a white man and has one more degree or whatever versus candidate B, who is a black woman and has one less degree or something. Based on that metric, the white man should get the job. But because what's more important to the left is race and gender rather than qualifications, we will see a less qualified justice getting the position if that's what it comes down to due to their race. The First Amendment. I'm going to read the entire First Amendment to you, and I think I have most of it memorized, but I want to read it to make sure it's true, especially when it comes to religious liberty. Congress shall not make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. First line of the Bill of Rights of Amendment 1. is Congress cannot restrict or prohibit, I'm sorry, the free exercise thereof. And we've seen this happen in COVID anyway, but, you know. But if you prevent court, or not the court, the the church from making the correct decision, when it comes to their their rabbis or their preachers or their priests or whoever is the leadership in their church, if they don't want to have a certain person because of their gender, they have the right to that. It's free freedom of religion, and I may not support that. I don't know. I'm not really – haven't really thought about that if women should be serving in court or in religious roles or vice versa. But the fact that this potential justice will not stand up against that is dangerous will not stand up against the court deciding that any that you cannot take into fact basic biology when getting it, when determining a position in a church and when if i'm understanding this article correctly she was advocating for that we cannot accept the remarkable view that religious clauses have nothing to say about a religious organization's freedom to select its own ministered its own ministered uh, ministers john roberts argued we think that the ministerial exception is one that incorporates the right of association as well as the rights under the religious clause. Is there anything special about the fact that people involved in this case are part of a religious organization? The court had elaborated in other cases involving similar claims of autonomy. Um, so, if I'm understanding this correctly, she is just not very pro-religious liberty. Correct me if I'm wrong. Josh at GOPjosh.com, email me. But we got to move on. We've got plenty to talk about today, including 
Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, who I saw this in an, a, a Wake Up Right newsletter today. Somebody needs to remind Trudeau that without truckers, he wouldn't be able to get his soy milk. Uh, Alex Spencer put that on Getter. It was in the Wake Up Right newsletter this morning. And it's true. It's so true. (laughs) Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau spoke out against a growing truck convoy of vaccine mandate protesters at the nation's capital on Monday, claiming that Canadians are disgusted by their behavior. Trudeau released the post on Twitter just hours after announcing he has tested positive for COVID-19. First off, the only people disgusted by the behavior are anti-freedom people, or people who do not support freedom of choice and freedom of choosing your own medical procedures. I know this pandemic is frustrating. It's frustrating that after two years, we're not done fighting covid But over the past few days, Canadians have been shocked and frankly disgusted by the behavior displayed by some people protesting in our nation's capital. I want to be very clear we're not intimidated by those who hurl abuse at small business workers and steal food from the homeless. We won't give in to those who fly racist flags and we won't cave to those who engage in vandalism or dishonor the memory of our veterans. Have there been racist flags being flown? I've seen quite a few photos of this event. And I have not seen a. A thing. About a racist flag. About racist. Origins. Or racism. Period. What I have seen are people standing up for their freedom. And it doesn't matter if you're white or black. If you want to stand up for your freedom. You can protest. And that's what they're doing. They're protesting their freedom. But speaking of racism, Justin Trudeau has literally done blackface multiple times. Many times. <laughs> the hypocrisy. There is no place in Canada for this behavior, so to those responsible, it needs to stop. And to those who join the convoy but are uncomfortable with the symbols of hatred and division on display, be courageous and speak out. Do not stand for or with tolerance and hate. Something funny else, or something else funny, I should say. He tested positive for COVID and then tweeted about how he needs to, everyone to get vaccinated. Let me find this. I know my friend Zay Troven on Twitter retweeted it. This morning, I tested positive for COVID-19. I'm feeling fine and I'll continue to work remotely this week while following public health guidelines. Please get vaccinated and boosted. He is vaccinated and boosted, by the way. And I want to end this segment first off by saying there is no racist behavior going on in in Canada. The only racist behaviors in the governor's mansion, or not the governor's mansion, but the prime minister's mansion or whatever the, the White House over there is called. I don't follow Canadian politics. But I'm going to end this with a statement from Dr. David Samadhi. I think that's how you pronounce that. And it's very hilarious. Uh, He's a Newsmax contributor. Sometimes having COVID makes you feel like you just got hit by a truck. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. 
We'll be right back after the break with a little bit more news. Democrats run ad campaign suggesting for Trump to be permanently banned from Facebook. The White House is frustrated with uh, one of their members, uh, staff members over their COVID-19 response. And BLM has tens of million dollars in the bank and no one knows where the cash is going. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Follow me on Twitter, GOP Josh 20. My gab is GOP Josh, same as my getter. Instagram is GOP Josh 20 as well, GOPJosh.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. Because let's just say, hopefully by this time next week, I'll have a great newsletter coming out with some news that you will not get except for in the newsletter. Click the newsletter button on the GOPJosh.com homepage. It'll take you to a GetRevu.co page that says Josh's.downs. Enter your email address. I will not sell your email address. I don't know what Revu does, but I will not sell your email address. I will send you some great news and information right to your inbox talking about, well, let's just say we've got some big things coming here on the Conservative Crusader. I'm very excited for them. So subscribe to that. It'll obviously be on all my social medias afterwards. But the first people to receive it will be the Josh's Jot Down subscribers. And the Democrats are running an ad campaign suggesting for Trump to be permanently banned from Facebook. The DNC is running an ad campaign suggesting to viewers that former President Donald Trump should be permanently banned from Facebook. The ad was starting running on Facebook on January 28th. Ask users to take a poll and I clicked the link for the ads and it just did not. It, it took me off the page. It didn't open a new tab. Come on, Daily Caller. On whether President Trump should be permanently banned from the platform, the yes option flashing in red. Clicking on the link on the ad takes land- users to a landing page on the DNC website. Where they, can add- they can submit their answer to the poll if they also submit their email and zip code. I'm looking through their ad pages now. It's like a video. Let's see here. Let me read the ad. Donald Trump stoked stoked fear and division while serving as president, and to this day he is still touting misinformation. Now we want to know what committed Democrats like you think about him regaining access to Facebook. Take the poll. Should President or should Facebook permanently ban Trump from their website? And then you click take the poll. I'm going to have targeted ads for Democrats for the rest of my life, and it says, "Take the poll. Your first name and last name are not required, but they are recommended." Your email and zip code are, your phone number is not, but there is a section. Should Facebook permanently ban Trump from their website, yes or no? Clicking submit. By entering your phone number, you are consenting to receive recurring and or automated text messages and calls from the DNC with news and info about our work. Who subscribed me to the DNC emails? Because I get texts from 30330. It's Kamala before Monday's deadline. <laughs> I wanted to be sure you had the chance to pitch in $15 to the DNC. I did not pitch in $15 to the DNC. But President Trump is... Okay. There is a 
99% chance that President Trump runs in 2024. And I'm giving 99% chance so I have an error, a margin of error if I'm wrong. And isn't there a, I don't know the exact clause, but saying that members of Congress will have an, an political leadership, like government leadership, will have access to Twitter pages, to Facebook to inform the public on what they are doing and to get public feedback. Is it, isn't that something? Are members of Congress required to have Facebook? Google. Google is my best friend. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm just seeing the Pew Research, so it doesn't actually really say. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. If they don't give President Trump a platform, but they allow Joe Biden to have a platform in 2024, his vice president candidate, whoever it will be, probably not Kamala, to have a platform in 2024 against whoever's running with Trump, well, that sounds like to me that is actively interfering in our elections. How many people use Facebook every month? Let's see if Siri can answer that question. Because stop using Google. (laughs) Hey Siri, how many people use Facebook every month? Here's an answer from Statista.com. With roughly 2.89 billion monthly active users as of the second quarter of 2021. 2.89 billion monthly active users. Obviously those are not all in the United States. But there's a good number of those in the United States. And they will not have free and fair information for both political candidates. And if that requires repealing Section 230, I vote to repeal Section 230. And that's not even a, a I think only Republicans should have access. If a Democrat was banned, I'd be saying the same thing. The thing is, these bans are partisanly enforced, and they are not enforced on both sides. The Health and Human Services chief has made the White House frustrated over his handling of COVID-19. Ooh, I need one of those, like, the ooh button. The appointment of Xavier Becerra as Secretary of Health and Human Services has received a second opinion. And the diagnosis is not good. Biden officials are increasingly frustrated with Becerra over his response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Washington Post reported Monday. The paper added that discontent has grown to the point that replacing a former California Attorney General as head of the HHS has been per- openly discussed within the White House. As America enters the third year of the COVID-19 pandemic, Becerra has rarely been seen or heard from. Dr. Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, and White House uh, Response Coordinator Jeffrey Ziantis have been the face of the administration's response. Bakara is not pushing the administration's strategy hard enough, according to the Post and the people who have talked to the Post. Claiming differences of opinion regarding booster shot and isolation guidelines. Wow. So a top medical official in the Biden regime disagrees with the president, disagrees with Dr. Fauci on booster shots. And think this guy has more information than all of us who are against booster shots already do. 
he's risking the position of inside of the administration to not publicly push for booster shots. And I fully and wholeheartedly respect that. (laughs) I don't support booster shots. I don't support the vaccine. And obviously this guy probably won't last long if he is speaking out against it that heavily. Or not really speaking out against it, but not speaking out for it enough. But hey, we have an anti-booster shot warrior. And warrior is a very uh, loosely used word there. In the White House for a little bit. And one more article I want to get on today. BLM, this is from Legal Insurrection, which I got from freedomsquare.com. BLM has tens of millions of dollars and no one knows where the cash is going. Black Lives Matter, the official nonprofit organization, is swimming in cash and no one knows who's in charge and people are starting to ask questions. Fledging nonprofits have not been have not yet been recognized by the government as tax-exempt, often make temporary use of what's called a fiscal sponsor in order to process donations. In 2016, BLM partnered with a sponsor now called Thousand Currents, and its official filing gave a window into the BLM funding raising over the years. Thousand Currents revenue increased dramatically from $1.7 million to $6.6 million a year later. After Floyd's 2020 murder, George Floyd's murder, Revenue shot up to $86.9 million. BLM agreed to pay 1,000 currents 15% of all the funds raised. Typical industry rate is five and ten per, between 5 and 10%. After the 2020 surge, BLM GNF, whatever that is, that's their official title, Global Network Foundation, BLM GNF, switched Fiscal sponsors to a division of the Tides Foundation. Its fee is nine percent of revenue, and less groups with contribute, and less for the groups with contributed uh, contributions exceeding one million dollars. Uh, a thousand Currents said the sponsorship transition began in 2019 and has given away 45 percent of its most recent BLM GNF revenue to social movements. Has never been a model of fiscal clarity. BLM GNF has not, and even people close to the organization find its arrangement confusing. Over the years, they have been nonprofit and for-profit arms. Uh, BLM GNF is distinct from the uh, dissolved BLM Global Network, which is distinct from the BLM Action Fund, the BLM Grassroots, and the BLM PAC. I'm getting a headache. Uh, Tide sponsored an effort called the BLM GNP, uh, the Global Network Project, and replaced it with a BLM Support Fund. There's a BLM Foundation. If this is not a multi-level marketing scheme in the in the cloak of social wokeness, I don't know what is. <laughs> Let's see here. BuzzFeed reported in 2020 that Apple, Google, Microsoft, and other corporations um, nearly donated $4 million to the Black Lives Matter Foundation before realizing it had no connection to the group started by Kohler's. The lookalike charity advocated bringing the community and police closer together. Oh no, that's a crime in the BLM space. Thousand Currents later acknowledged to BuzzFeed that it had similar errors in its tax records. It does not necessarily sound nefarious, the former CEO of GuideStar and the co-founder of Candid said. It definitely sounds messy on multiple levels. 
Wow. That's extremely messy. Hmm. That's kind of interesting to me. So so let's let's take a, a tally of how many different BLM groups there are. So there's the BLM GNF, the Global Network Fund. There is the Global Network, which is distinct. It is dissolved, so it no longer exists, but it still exists. The Action Fund, Grassroots, the PAC, uh, the Network Project, and the Foundation. So there are seven different BLM groups, six of which were at one point intertwined, one of which being fake. Six different groups. If that's what's in the United States, and, and I'm sure there are more globally and offshore accounts where money is not being traced as well. That's all I'm going to say. Money's not being traced as well in those offshore accounts. And that's why taxing the average American more will not help those accounts. Or Yeah, taxing the millionaires more or the average person more in the United States will not help find more millionaire accounts. Because they're not in American bank accounts. My name is Joe P. Josh. Had a voice crack there at the end. I said bank accounts. Not bank accounts. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in today here on The Conservative Crusader. Send in your voice message. Anchor.fm slash The Conservative Crusader or GOPJosh.com slash show. Click the message button. And I will see you all tomorrow with a brand new episode on a bright Wednesday morning, the 2nd of February. Today's the 1st of February, 2022. And we'll see you all tomorrow. You know how I end it. Stay tuned. <laughs>